Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, let's dive into another late show. Here on The Good Neighbor. Fun show tonight. I got a topic at 6.30. A sports-related topic that I want to hear a lot of the... uh, the women out there in the listening audience, I want them to react to it. We'll get to that at 6.30. Aaron Rupar from Public Notice. He will join us at 7.05. Uh, Matthew Collar, Purple Insider, will join us at 7.30. But I want to start tonight's show with a non-sports topic. And that topic revolves around the shooting that took place yesterday at UNLV. And... I think that when I saw the story and everything unveiling, I think my initial reaction was, like everybody else's out there, is not again. Please not again. Because you never want to see any senseless violence take place in our world. And you definitely want to see, you don't want to see continued mass shootings. And Las Vegas just dealt with, when was the big festival thing that was like less than five years ago that was like three or four years ago that yeah, took place and then they had the mandolin bay thing back in 17 is that what you're talking That's about what i'm talking about yeah that was 17 the, the mandalay bay that yeah. was the where the shooter bay, was shooting 17. out of the hotel yeah so so you just don't want to see that happen when i saw things kind of more information was coming out being disseminated throughout the uh, the evening and you saw the headline that the suspected shooter um, had recently applied for a job. They were a professor uh, previously at another institution, had put in for a job at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, did not get that job. And then we had this happen. Because previously this professor was at East Carolina University in North Carolina. I walked away from this, I don't want to say being triggered, but just the the big thing that came to the top of my mind was about how people have to, have to, know how to deal with rejection. Dealing with rejection is just a part of life. And clearly there's other things in play here with this person. Very unstable to shoot three people dead on a college campus after being rejected for a job. 
Like there's there's others there's there's some layers. To it. it ain't just a simple, just they were rejected. I, I think it's much deeper than that. But I think that the underlying part of rejection in how you deal with it is something that we should discuss and talk a, a, a lot more about these days. And I say this because this is not the first story that we've seen, that we've heard about, or maybe discussed about in the last couple of years with regards to rejection. I have seen multiple stories in the last couple of years, multiple, where women were killed because they rejected the advances of men. Think about that. You're a guy, and you see a woman, and she's attractive, and you want to get to know her, and they're not interested, or you want to buy them a drink, and they're not interested, and you do something violent towards them, you take their life because it's their right, it's their life, and they can say who they want to talk to or not talk to. That's such a loser mentality. Yeah, I said it. For anyone, man, woman, whatever, that can't accept that somebody doesn't doesn't want to get to know you. Now, would I put this in a separate category of being in a marriage and you get divorced? Absolutely. There's a lot more time invested, finances invested, emotional attachment. You got kids involved. I mean, there's a lot more to it, right? I, I so I'm not going to even sit here and try to because there's there's that's a different type of rejection. Okay, you entered into a marriage that's different, but. It, it's it, it's it's so troubling that yet again we have a situation like this where we have college kids on campus running for their lives, trying to hunker down in classrooms, protect themselves because they want to live. I saw one of the reports that the um, – did you see the report about what the – there's like a, a emergency message that you get? It says run, hide, fight, or something like that. No, Th- that I, was, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah, there, there's, like a, there's like a system-wide notice that goes out from the, from the university when this started to happen for people to, you know – Know how to react and respond, yes. right? Okay. And, and, they, and, they, and they also said this is not a drill. Like this is not like so. So people were, you know, people were alert okay, because I, to know that this is not we're not we're not this is not we're not a drill here. This is not a fake thing. This is a real thing taking place on our campus. Okay, because I, I do remember hearing that there was some sort there's some sort of messaging system that you know they've had these drills before. But yeah, this was something real. I didn't realize that that was what you were talking about. So I guess yeah, I the heard, real one, they sent the real one. Yeah. They sent the real one. I, yes. I guess. And said, this is not a drill, man. That's it, it's, it's so sad that you need to have something like that nowadays where you like that actually is, but we do, good. Yeah. But, but we do. That's yeah. just, that's the reality. Of yeah. It. And, 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 and nobody, sad. and nobody, and nobody sends their, their son or daughter away to school 
to die, to, no. to, 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 get, to get killed on the college campus, right? And now with this, and, and this is, you know, there were no students that were killed. It doesn't make the story any, any, any better. Any sad, yeah. Yeah. It, three faculty members were killed, and a fourth was wounded by the gunman. And the gunman died in a shootout. But, and I, I, I don't want people to take this the wrong way. But I, I feel like I should watch how I deliver this. I am not somebody that wants people to harm themselves. Ever. We've talked about mental health in this country. We've talked about suicide in this country. I've got a relative that um, that ended their life. So my family's dealt with this firsthand. Suicide is a big topic of conversation in our country, in our world, and it will continue to be. But I think that the part that bothers me are those people that they – say that they're done, that they've checked out, and they want to take other people out before they go out. That bothers me. If you don't have any love for yourself at that particular point, please do not do harm to others. You know what I'm saying? I I don't want to say it in in, in a callous way in terms of like – if, if if you're going to exit stage left, then just just go ahead and do it, and just don't don't take anybody else with you because it's it's deeper than that. But you, you you get what I'm trying to say? Like I think it's yeah, I I, I do. It's the I, I'm trying to figure out how to say it in 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 a better way. Yeah, the, the I think the issue when nobody likes to be told no. We've all been told no, whether it's a job application, it's. You know, romantically, it's, you know, whatever. We've all dealt with rejection. But sometimes when you feel like you are unwanted or you're not important, that can have a tendency to put you in a really bad place if you're already emotionally fragile. And and I don't know what was going on with this individual that, you know— I mean, every day we hear the word no, Mm -hmm. you're like, well, it sucks, and I don't agree with this, but you put on your big boy pants, and most of us just decide to move on, and we just deal with it in our own way, but there are some people that it just, it it might become that one trigger to them Mm -hmm. that is just the catalyst for this downward spiral if they're not already there. And I'm not going to sit here and, and try to uh, attempt to even act as though I'm some sort of authority on mental health because I'm not. And and I'd love for anybody to react. You can call in or you can text us on the uh, City's One Plumbing Talking text line at 651-461-9226. But I've been on this, lo- on this earth long enough to always be saddened or down and have questions in my mind about situations where people who feel like they want to give up on their lives, not only do they embark on maybe going all the way with taking themselves out, but others. I will never understand. um, 
I will never understand a news story where uh, whether a man or a woman, as depressed as they may, may be or upset as they may be, or um, regardless of, of, you know, looking at their mental health and their state of mind, why you would kill your children. Like the, the, those are, I think those are the ones that hurt me the most is when I see um, something that happens with a family or something that happens in a relationship and little innocent children are killed for no reason at all. I, I, there are some people though, and, and the same, I'm just wired to, yeah. to, I, I don't, I don't want to harm. I don't ever want to be in a situation where I feel like I'm going to harm myself. But even if I, let's say that I was in a position where I said, you know what? I just can't take the pain. I just can't take being here anymore. I don't have anything else to live for. I am depressed. Even if I felt all of those certain things, I could not harm you. Yeah, and but th- there are some people that when they feel this pain, they want the, – it's just – it's such an intense feeling. It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming, mm-hmm. and you want others to feel – it's – part of it I f- is, you know, you want others to feel this pain. It's acting out. Why you would do it, I, I, I don't know because it's not something that – I would ever consider, mm-hmm. but you know, you get to these times where you have these just intense emotional feelings, and unfortunately, some people just don't know how to handle that in a productive way, and you know, therefore, we have these awful, terrible stories. Uh, I guess I'll post this question to the listening audience: six five one four six one nine two two six. Do you think that as young adults, as we're coming up in life, that we are taught? how to deal with rejection. Cause I don't think that we are. I don't think it was ever really necessarily a topic in school. And were there a lot of lessons that I learned at home from my mom and dad that really I learned early on and have guided me for the rest of my life? Absolutely. 651-461-9226. We'll take your phone calls next year. It is the Lake Show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show. News Talk 830-WCCO. Do we, do we early on in life... Are we taught about dealing with rejection? And 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 when I say the word re- rejection, that is distinctly different than people talking about you're going to have some failures in, in your life. 
That's different. We all go into certain things and we try things in life. Sometimes we're highly successful. Sometimes we fail. Failing is a part of eventually being successful in the long in the long term. Seriously. You typically don't have just in the short term, oh yeah, you you have you have uh you have this this breakout massive success and it, you're never going to have any rocky roads ever. That's that's typically not the case. Okay? The most successful people typically they endured. They went through trial and error. They had some failures and they overcame those. That's different than a person applying for a job, not getting the job, or being out and about in society, um, and somebody doesn't want to interact with you or date you or be in a relationship with you, and you don't know how to deal with it. I think we, I think that there should be more conversations about how um, we should be educating ourselves because um, I think that that's a part of mental health, quite frankly. Let's just start with uh, Nick in Roseville. How you doing, Nick? Thanks for calling the show, man. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, actually, I was taught at a very young age about rejection, and especially in my music career when I decided that I wanted to be a real musician. Mm-hmm. Um, not like my kids who just sort of, you know, play at the piano or something. Mm-hmm. But also, in regards to when you had said, I don't think anyone should harm themselves or others. I agree with that, and I actually had a friend that just did that because he's blind like me, and he felt useless. He felt he felt like he shouldn't be blind. Now he didn't harm anyone else, so yeah, yeah. That was good. I, I guess I guess my point is I wouldn't want anybody to harm themselves. It's not realistic for me to sit here and say into the microphone that nobody in the world is going to ever harm themselves. That that's just not no. like 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 people. We get grief stricken, we get depressed. I I am totally understanding of that. Yeah, yeah, and I am too. I mean, but again, I was taught at a very young age about rejection, and of course. I dealt with it the best way I knew how, mm-hmm. and I still deal with it the best way I know how. Sometimes, though, it's, it depends on what kind of rejection and how it's approached, I feel. Okay. What do, you mean, what do you mean by that? Call me a little boy if you want to, but personally, I would like someone to be polite, kind, uh... No, I'm with you on that. Everybody wants to treat treat people like they want to be treated. Yeah, and not be, oh, Nick, you're not like me, you know. Yeah, I get you that. Know. I get that. I totally get that. And thanks for the phone call from Nick and Rosa because we got some other people to talk to. I, I get that. I, you, what do they say? It's not just what you say, but how you how say you it. How you say it, yes. Right? Yeah. So I totally get that. I, 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 see where, I see where Nick is coming from. Let's take a phone call from Pete in Lake Elmo. What's up, Pete? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing awesome, man. Thanks for calling in. Say, um, I I think we need to go back to like the very young and and think about the last time you saw a little kid, maybe in the store, and they wanted something off the shelf, mm-hmm. and mom or dad or whoever in authority said no. Yeah, and and the kid blows up. 
and they're allowed to. They're allowed to make a giant deal out of a pack of gum or whatever. It starts there. That sometimes we we haven't taught our kids from two that yes is yes and no is no. And when you've got your own space someday, you set your own rules. you got your own budget. Someday you set your own rules. But until that time, you live by mine. Yep. And that's how I was raised. And and uh, I wouldn't dream of hurting another person or myself for that matter. But yep. but I, I I I look at what the young today are allowed to do in the face of the tiniest little rejections over a two dollar item uh, or less. And it's no wonder they can't handle it as they get older. They were never they were never made to understand yep. what is a small thing or what is a big thing and how to properly uh, emotionally react when something doesn't quite go your way. I love how you presented that, Pete. I love how you presented it because you're, you're 100% right. Like, you see it all the time in, in convenience stores, in Target, in, in Walmart, in, wherever, and, and uh, the kid will try to put the snack or the candy bar or whatever in there, and the parent will be like, no, put that back or whatever, right? And and. And some kids are better than others, right? In the world, when we see that interaction between themselves and their um, and their their parents, so so I, I love the way that you laid that out. But you're right. Thank you for uh, having me. I appreciate it. That's Pete and Lake Elmo checking in here on the Lake Show. I I I I, I he took me back. I I think about that now as a kid. I, I look Pete and Lake Elmo just took me back to my youth. Me thinking about when I was a kid. And I wanted something, and mom or dad said, "No, you ain't getting that. That 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 ain't in the budget. We didn't come here to, or, or the or the best thing is we didn't come here for that. We came here for all the other items, right? Like that 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 that's that's the number one thing. We came here to get this, this, and this. That's not on the grocery list. And you and it didn't happen all the time because there clearly were times where mom, can I get this? And my mom blessed me. Or my or my dad can can I get? And he blessed me. Yeah, I think the that, more, that, but but it, it it never, you know, what I'm saying it it wasn't always that way. I tell you the I tell you the one thing that where I was always, and I, I shouldn't have took it for granted, but it just kind of was a thing. There was one thing that we would do a lot, where I was always able to get that snack or that candy bar or whatever. You know what that was? What when you're when you're road tripping? When you're road tripping. If well, you, I think if, that's a given. If though. you stop at the gas, if you stop at the gas, well, it shouldn't be. Well, I mean, you're on. Well, that's yeah, that, that's different though. When you're, you know, because it's it's a treat. Yeah, from, everybody, from, from from one last stop to the next stop, I got to get a snack every time I go. Every time we stop. Well, I think for the most part, it's like, hey, if if you want to stop and get something to drink, you want to get something to snack on. Yeah, I feel like it's it's just part of you know, it's kind of one of those unwritten rules. Oh, kids can take that. They can take advantage of it. Yeah, well, they, you know that. they can. I mean, mine never has because she's a perfect angel. <laughs> Let's go to Andrea and Albert Lee. How you doing, Andrea? Hi, I'm good. Thanks for the phone call. Um, well, I'm calling because I have a different perspective because okay. I work for Crime Victim Center. Uh-huh. And you're talking about the men who are involved. It's mostly 99% of men involved in mass shootings, and they all seem to be an angry bunch of people. Where did that come from? I think it's... Um, we have learned in our process that there is a pattern of behavior in about 20 to 25% of men who carry that anger with them and they're very entitled with it. So they think they have the right to control other people. 
And then when they're angry and they want to threaten other people, they want to scare them. Mm -hmm. And that's their tactics they use through life. And so when they finally had it, they take people with them because they're angry and mad. Yeah. And it's a pattern of behavior of violence. And that happens in domestic situations. Why they most murder suicides are initiated by the male of the family. And he will kill the women and the children and the dog even. And so we see that in Minnesota. And in Minnesota this year, we have 32 deaths in domestic violence of men and women in who were involved in innocent situations and were killed by somebody else. Hey, Andrew, thank you, th- this year. thank you so much for calling in. Let, let me ask you a question. Though. Are you still there? I'm going to ask you a quick question. Yep. So, so yeah. that 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 percentage that you just gave me, I think, would you say 25 percent? Of the men that carry that anger and stuff like that? 20 and 25%. Uh, yep. Yeah. So, 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 Nobody's measured empirically, but I've had um, several speakers tell us that's what they estimated. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so so that 20 to 25%, are we, are we saying that they've carried that anger um, their entire lives? Or is there something yes, that happened? I believe from, let's learn behavior. I think they learned from somebody who was a role model in their house, and if it was a dad who abused them. Um, some people come out and say, you know, my dad was abusive and I'll never do that again. But the majority of them emulate that behavior in their future. And they that's why when women try to leave, the, the worst time for them in danger is when they try to leave a relationship. And that's when they get harassed. We do orders for protection. We do harassment orders. And these guys just don't give up. Something clicks in their brain that makes them think they're going to go through with it to the end. Mm. Hey, Andrea, thank you so much for, uh, for for calling the show. I appreciate it. Okay, thank you. Uh-huh. Andrea and Albert Lee checking in. Man, I appreciate a phone call. All right, uh, 651-461-9226. If you'd like to continue to chime in on this uh, particular topic, uh, you may. But I'm going to switch gears here uh, coming up after we check in on weather with meteorologist Paul Douglas. The topic now, and I definitely want to hear from the ladies out there, should players' wives or girlfriends defend their husbands, boyfriends, whatever? Be vocal on social media towards fan bases? I'll explain because it came up in a story that, that people are talking about yesterday with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers whiteout and his wife. I'll give you the details next year on the Lake Show. I definitely want to hear from the ladies out there in the listening audience. Should professional players' wives defend their husbands or be vocal on social media to fan bases? This is not the first story that, or first time we've heard of this. It won't be the last, but the latest is Chris Godman is the, he's one of the White House for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. His wife, um, Ripped into, quote, blatantly lying Bucks coach Todd Bowles. Okay, and she's the one that's claiming that Todd Bowles is the liar. Um, his wife Maria um, took to Instagram to defend her husband on Wednesday. So this is how things shook out. Chris Godwin's involvement in the Bucks offense. Um, he, he 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 was only targeted three times, okay, in their game against Carolina, which is a notable drop-off for him. Um, he was on the field for 52 snaps, which is 84% of the Bucks' offensive plays. 
Um, he saw fewer, you know, fewer snaps. He finished with zero catches, but he did record a 19-yard rushing touchdown. So after the game, of course, the media asked Todd Bowles about it. And this is what Todd Bowles had to say. We were subbing him out a lot. Obviously, he's a little nicked up, so he's not totally 100%. Nobody is. But he has probably banged up more than most. For him to get the run for us was huge for him. I think it helped him out a lot. It helped us out a lot. So it was good to see him get in the end zone. So... Maria Godwin had an issue with that, and she clapped back at Todd Bowles saying that he was blatantly lying about her husband's usage. And she went on Instagram, and she started, quote, posting receipts and putting putting all this stuff out there. And so she said, I'm not sure why we are just blatantly lying here, regardless of how banged up Chris is. He continues to work his... Bleep off, hasn't missed a game, continues to run great routes and get open. I don't know why things are the way they are, but this isn't my team to coach. But this lying on Chris and implying negativity on his work, I think is infuriating. Let's not act like he had to be subbed out so much more than usual when, in fact, he's been playing just the same. I First off, let me say this. I don't think there's anything that Todd Bowles said that Maria Godwin should be upset about. She said he's a little bit banged up. Now, now, the coach said he's a little bit banged up. The wife says he's not banged up. Okay, whatever. You guys disagree on that perspective of his health. But there was nothing that he said that was a, that was a lie about his usage. And he didn't take a shot at Chris Godwin. He was complimentary of said player. So I don't understand why she's taking a shot at the coach, which I don't think is wise. So this is my question. She's not the first wife nor the last or girlfriend to go um, post on social media about their significant other or their partner or their whoever. Do you think, though, that that's proper for women to do? Do you think that it's okay? Do you think it's their place? 651-461-9226. Because this is my official stance on it. I think that wives, girlfriends, partners, whatever you want to call yourself, should say whatever you want. These women should be able to say whatever they want. I have no issue with uh, Mariah Goodwin saying something and supporting her husband. I I would not care if Taylor Swift comes out and says something and she's supporting Travis Kelsey. I wouldn't care if Anthony Edwards' girlfriend comes out and is supportive of Anthony Edwards. Jordan Woods, supportive of Carl Anthony Towns. I never had an issue with um, Adam Thielen's wife supporting him. I am all for all these women coming out. Say what you want to say. I am not the, you got to shut up because you're the girlfriend, you're the boyfriend, whatever it is. I don't believe that you should just have to shut up and suffer in silence. No, that's not how this works. I'm not a fan of it, and I'm not against it. But the thing that you must know 
is that when you talk a lot, when you hop on social media, when you do those posts, and you're the whatever, the boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, you're fair game now. You are fair game now. You have to deal with the scrutiny then. And this is what a lot of those folks don't like. When wives get scrutinized, because if you make comments about your significant other and the other team, this is what will happen. You will end up in the tabloids. You will be the talk around town, and people will be like, what are they saying? Why don't they just button it up? And I think it comes with the territory. It does to a certain extent, Lake, but I don't think that Maria Godwin's place or any wife or girlfriend, it shouldn't be when it comes to the game plan of whatever sport. Like, let the coaches deal with that because to me, that's like when you're a kid and you're not getting the playing time, your parents go to the coach and they're like, well, okay, well, my son or daughter isn't playing. It's like, my husband is not not her place. It's not her place to talk about that. She can give her opinion on it, though. And that's what she's doing. Like, she's not the coach. She's no, not on staff. But, but I mean, I, I just feel like this is, it's tone deaf at the very best to me. Very, very tone deaf. Because Chris got, what, what are you looking to gain from this? Like, he's, he just signed a $60 million contract. He's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. If you look at the, the overall is numbers. He? Just in terms of like overall numbers over the last five years, I mean he's right up there in terms of catches. You know, every everything else fluctuates, but he is a big part of the Tampa Bay offense. So it's not like he's a special teams player who is just getting an opportunity here. Or no, there. no. So I I feel like when she is like, well, he's not getting the targets, or if if he's unhappy with that, then he should go to the coach. And I know that that would be like your girlfriend talking to our boss saying, hey, you know what? Henry's not getting enough shine here. Henry's not getting enough run with the. It's like if she posts that on social media, post- that's her that's 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 her right. It, it It is her right. But I just feel like it's in poor taste. Yeah, she can do she can do whatever she wants. No, no, no. But no, I no. just I, I feel like it's misguided. I, I, I do, too. I totally agree. But that's where the next part of it is, is you have to understand at that particular point, you're going to get pushback. You're going to get people because she hopped on Instagram today and in her Instagram stories, she tried to make it seem as like this was blown out of proportion and uh, it was taken the wrong way. No, the world saw what you wrote. And you need to be held accountable. Like You are open for criticism. But again, I, I just feel like there are a lot of things where you can be inbound when it comes to defending your husband or your significant other, boyfriend, whatever. But when it comes to the job, like you are not involved in the job. Like you, you are not involved in your husband's employment. That is between him, the offensive coordinator, and the head coach. And she understands that, but she's what she's saying is, there's two things we need to separate. She understands she's not on staff. She understands she's not interjecting into his employment. She is talking about what's going on with him and his role on the team, which she is within her right to do. I think she's wrong in this particular instance 
to say said things because the way that the coach explained it, he wasn't blatantly lying and he wasn't talking down on her husband. Yeah, That's I, just, that I, just, I, it'd be but, different if Todd Bowles said that uh, Chris wasn't showing, he was showing up late for practice and that wasn't the, you know, and that wasn't the case. Oh, yeah, yeah. All, all kind of like, but that, none of that transpired. But I just feel like, what is the end game? Like when you're when you're putting something like that out there, she was venting. Okay, okay, well, and taking up for her husband. I, I mean, they, they all take up for the husbands. I I, under, I I understand sticking up for your husband. And I've seen and I've seen and I've seen husbands take up for their wives that are athletes as well. And and you should and and it shouldn't just be athletics. Like you should defend your spouse, you know, your loved ones. You have the right to defend them in any form, in any way. And see, I disagree with this texture. It says, for the 612, it makes her husband look weak when she stands up for him like he can't stand up for himself. No. I don't I don't agree with that at all. I didn't think that Adam Thielen looked weak when his wife stood up for him. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, to, to me, I don't. I, this, I, I don't. I don't. I don't look at that. I don't look at it like that. Yeah, to me, it, it doesn't. It doesn't paint the husband in a negative light at all whatsoever. It, 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 just, it makes it makes her look out of touch. Like she she's op- me personally, I feel like she's overstepping her bounds. I I, I can and I can see your point there. You know, it, it's as I've been told at times, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Yep. And, and I guess that's what I would tell her: just stay in your lane. Six five one four six one nine two two six. Your thoughts, your reaction, your text. We do them next year on the Lake Show. All right, final couple of minutes of hour one here on the Lake Show News Talk eight three zero WCCO. Let's go to Jeff in Salt Rapids. How you doing, Jeff? Hey, Henry, I'm doing good. What I'm do you think? I got to disagree with you, buddy. Really? <laughs> and on, oh, yeah. uh, on what part? What part? Okay. Well, uh, what's this uh, football player's name? Did you say Todd? Uh, no, the, the 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 player is uh, Chris Godwin. His wife is uh, Marie, oh, yeah, uh, okay. Mariah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's uh, you know he's just being a, a big whiner. The guy makes a lot of money, and I say that when the man writes you a check, you take that check to the bank and cash it. You do what the man says. Simple as that. And but as it's not. But hold on. It wasn't the husband that said this. It was the wife. I know. I know. But you know, apparently he said something that instigated it. Um, the, but, the, the coach uh, did Todd Bowles said something. Okay. But, uh, one or the other, um, if I got in trouble at work or got a bad review or something, the last thing I would want is my wife walking into the boss's office and raising hell with him. Just stay out of it, honey. Thank you for your support, but it's none of your business. I, I Look, look, look. I'm in full agreement with you, Jeff, but that you know that's not how it works. I'll give you a perfect example. Perfect example, Jeff, uh-huh. and, you, and you probably remember this, is, is yeah. years ago, after the Super Bowl, it was, I'm pretty sure it was the Giants versus the Patriots. It was the second time that the Giants beat Tom Brady and the New England Patriots and remember, that was a game yep. in which Wes Walker dropped a couple of footballs. Remember how right. uh, Giselle, people, they caught her saying something about he can't throw the balls and catch the balls himself. And, this, and then Tom Brady was, was asked about it. He didn't really know anything, whatever. And then he went to bed uh-huh. 
one night, and then she had said to him in bed something about, you know, I said something. He was like, oh, forget about it. Whatever, I'm going to bed. Then he wakes up the next uh-huh. morning. He says, why did you say that? This is the same thing. <laughs> Remember that? Remember when Tom Brady said that? I said, and it's Giselle of all people. He said, why did you say that? So my, my whole point exactly. is I don't disagree with you. I think we're, we're basically yeah. on the same page. And thanks for the phone call, Jeff. But I, I just think that at the end of the day, I don't think that the women should feel like they have to hold in what they want to say. Say what you want. But expect that there will be criticism that comes your way. If you say something ridiculous, you will be called on it. What is the impact of the conflict in Israel and Gaza on the Biden administration? That and other topics with Ann Rupar from Public Notice joins us next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.